informative, thought-provoking, factually correct. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to This Podcast is None of Those Things, starring Brian and Elliot. Coming to you from the Dirty Dina studio in Pasadena, Texas, here we go. Hey everybody, welcome to the next episode of This Podcast is None of Those Things. It's me, Brian, I'm here with Elliot, and we have our friend Alan with us, and we are going to review the 2021 Royal Rumble. Boys, how are you? Oh, doing great. How about yourself? I'm doing good. Alan? Doing pretty great, man. I just uh, hopped off of work and we just uh, ate ate some really great food, if I say so myself. Uh, Elliot brought some pupusas. I was not expecting Dude. that. That was legit, right? Yeah, yeah, we'll do that. The second half of the of the episode is going to be the review. The yeah, folks, look forward to it, and we're going to send you to two delicious restaurants because we just feasted like only the big boys can. Right. If we, I say so myself, it was presidential. 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 <laughs> like when you when you see when you see Alan had to take do something that I never saw somebody do take a pupusa and then wrap it with and, uh, and wrap it around a brisket. Lord have mercy! It's like I, I was, feel like there's a new fusion going on. Like yeah, we get like, these restaurant owners together and create a food truck. Anyway, because we are trying to focus and do things in a specific order. Yeah, let's bring it back. Royal Rumble 2021. Fantastic show. Really, almost all of it was fantastic, I thought. So, the winners, Edge on the men's side and Bianca Belair on the women's side. It was interesting in that Edge winning from number one and Bianca from, what, number three? Three. She answered number three. Long, really test of endurance Mm -hmm. on both Rumbles. Do we want to go match by match? We can do that. I have the list of the matches and all that. Let's do match by match because I want okay. to talk about Goldberg and, and so McIntyre. Did, yeah. Did anybody watch the pre-show? I did not. I, no? I got home to like turn everything on and have it going on in the background, but I was like heating up yeah. some food, listening on the back, you know, the the women's tech tech tech. Yeah. Match. So I I skipped the pre-show also, but what happened in the pre-show? I, I saw the highlight packages and read about it. The Women's tag title was competed for. Asuka and Charlotte were the champions. They took on the former champs, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler, who are complete badasses. Like, that was that was four women in the ring that you expect a badass match from. They're all heavy hitters. They are. It's, it's like just a cornucopia of badassery. Right. And I got, you know what, here's the thing. I, I will say this about Asuka. I had my jury out on her for a little bit, and because I wanted to see what they could, what they were going to do with her, and I like the fact that they, over time, have kind of molded her into a female version of great of the great Muda when Great Muda was in his prime. You know, from the mist from the mouth, the the way the makeup is in the face, and all the face paint and all that, the way the hair color was. For those of you that are old heads. Like, you go back up, look at the YouTube is your friend. Just type in Great Muda, and you will see what I'm talking about. But the That's difference- right, folks. When Elliot starts talking about wrestling, you got to do research. But I, was, but I will say this, though. I will say this, though. He's, she's better because she incorporates more martial arts into it. Like, I'm like, I'm looking at her, and I'm just like, the stuff that she does in the ring, martial arts-wise. Because sometimes when they brought other guys that were martial arts experts, they're like sticks. 
and they're trying to stay true to their discipline instead of like telling the story of the match. She does the story of the match, and she does the move. Well, and I believe she had some legit MMA experience before wrestling, or in, while she was wrestling in Japan. <clears throat> Elliot, you you kind of you did yourself a disservice by not watching NXT when Asuka was in NXT because, like, that was the first what like hundred of that hundred and eighty some match undefeated yeah. streak. Yeah. yeah, and it was fantastic. She was pretty much the female Goldberg. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I believe it. With talent. With talent. Yeah, with talent. But like, <laughs> she, she, actually knew what she, she actually knew what to do with her body. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> like, the foot goes here, the hand goes here. You duck, you dodge, you yeah. make it, you sell the move. The only move I don't like in Asuka's repertoire is that hip attack. Yeah, because it's, it's a copy move. Because Naomi, Naomi literally has the well, exact same move. I, I don't know that it's a copy move because Asuka brought it with her from Japan. Naomi may have copied it off of Asuka for all we, all we know. Also, <laughs> it's not that inventive of a move. Like, smack somebody with your ass. Like, I'm it just, just doesn't look effective. It's like the 2.0 of Rikishi, except, you know, now it's a women's. Well, so it's kind of okay. But well, yeah, but at it least is just, Rikishi, he was, like, suffocating you in a corner. Like... He wasn't jumping up in the air and letting your head run into his ass. <laughs> but, like, I'm sorry. That is not an effective move. I'd like to see Naomi lose it, too. <laughs> I think she's going to probably go back to it more now that Morrison is back. Because, remember, she was doing, essentially, Starship Pain as her finisher. Mm-hmm. And then she left for a while, and Morrison came back in the meantime. Although I haven't seen him do that in a while, because he's usually too busy getting his ass kicked. But let's face it, though. In, but, terms, of, in terms of effectiveness, though, of having um, Naomi's hips or Asuka's hips in my face, <laughs> I think it's all about... <laughs> I mean, me personally, I'd rather get hit with the Bronco Buster in that scenario, but that's just me. But, you know, it's, 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 it's basically, you know, having... But if you're, you're like, like, turning the corner and you're, like, coming down the block and out of nowhere, it's just... Bam! In your your face. Face. I mean, uh, and, and who am I to say no to that? No, like you gonna say no? Like no, be like Elliot, leave the room for a moment. Like I. So now we set commentary on women's wrestling back twenty years. Uh, but by the way, okay, so but we did give credit to the skill before we said anything yeah, else. We sure about did. It. We sure did. But so we're not blind. That match, the the women's tag team match, ended with Ric Flair showing up with Lacey Evans. They're playing this whole storyline where they're messing with Charlotte and and it cost Charlotte and Oscar the title. It gets it to keep that storyline going, but I don't love that ending in a title match. I agree. And then and so they repeated it on Raw. Yep. They, they did it. the same shenanigans when Asuka and Charlotte were fighting a triple threat match to be number one contender. Which uh. by the way that I loved. It was, it was, we it was have, a good match. We have too many scenarios where it's just randomly who gets to be number one contender. Uh-huh. Having a number one contender match, I'm all for it all the time. Like, that should be done. That's how you fill your time between pay-per-views. Yeah. I but agree. anyway. But I will, say, I will say this, though. I think, it's, I think it's time, though, for the women's division to actually have... Because the men have tag team champions on Raw and SmackDown. The women... So they have tag team champions on Raw and SmackDown. I think it's I think it's time, and that, because there's 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 enough talent. There's there really is enough talent. All right, and they and they could do it, and 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 the writers are good enough. They can make the storylines work, right? Because there's enough talent, enough rivalries. They can make that and just go with it. 
But couldn't you, couldn't you also say that, do we really need men's tag titles on each show? Why can't the men's tag title float? Well, I mean, I think... Because I, here's the thing. Tag team wrestling does not get prioritized. The women's tag division, they might have enough talent to have a thriving one, but they do not prioritize it. Like, there's a ton of women's tag matches, but there's not tag team. No. You have, like, teams will form to go after the title, and then after they're out of the title picture, they're gone. They go their separate ways. I mean, you had a great women's tag team in the Iconics. Uh-huh. They just broke up for no reason. Right. And so, and now you have Peyton Royce is getting some wrestling in, but Billy Kay is doing everything but wrestling. She's like trying to build and her own stable or something like that. Right. So, and we'll get back to that. Let's move. We'll, we'll, I still want to go match by match. Okay. Yeah. So, then so we next, the curtain jerker, to use the, uh, the term, it opened up with Drew McIntyre versus Goldberg for the WWE title. What they what they talk about is being the most prestigious championship in wrestling. And we get a fifty some year old guy. I here's the thing that I've heard them say. I've heard uh, Bully Ray say it on Busted Open that if you're not last, you want to be first. Yeah, getting stuck in the middle is where you you end up in purgatory. I also think that the Rumble event lends itself to doing things in different orders because you have now two rumble matches. Right. Yeah, that is true. So <laughs> I don't I don't think anybody's offended by where they are in the card because they've got to work around the matches. Well yeah, right. that is two that is two hours of your showtime and then so if you start with the the championship match you can you know, like you said it's tough to follow if you put on a good match, you know, like uh JR told uh, Eddie Guerrero, you know, if you're mad that you're going out there first, maybe you should uh Give them a reason why they would hate to go second or something like that. Right, yeah, and you see that a lot. A lot of these pay-per-views, they've gotten really good at putting a great quality first match on. This was not that. No, it isn't. Because the problem I had right off the bat is this. Okay, Goldberg didn't have a lot of moves in his prime. But now what they've wanted to get, even he's been Vince McMahon. All he is is Spear and Jackhammer, right? Where, like, I still remember him doing, like, gorilla press slams and other, he had other power moves. Now he's a two move junkie and that's it. And when I was younger, yeah, that was awesome. No, it wasn't because of the fact that he had more moves. So, I mean, so, so now it's like he's, they, 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 they managed to make him, I mean, he's in better shape than me. And yes, Goldberg walking down the street, if I got the moxie to run up on him and say, I'm going to take you there, like, no, I'm, that, can I get an autograph? Yes, sir. Like, I'm one too. Here's a pain. Can you do you know, that? Yeah. Right. But but the problem is though, the way they did the match, it didn't allow because both because they even watered down Drew in the match because it was just it was Claymore, Claymore, yeah. Claymore. I'm like, you got a, a between the two of y'all, y'all at least got at least five or six moves a piece that y'all could do, and people were wondering what it would look like if Drew did. Those power moves with Goldberg. If Goldberg did some of those other, other that we knew him to do, that he's said there were other signature moves that Goldberg had. That he, well, and and we saw this match last year when he took on Lesnar. Right. We saw the cheat code, just hit finishers. Unlimited finishers. Vince McMahon told me right. I here and do this. Like we saw the two to five minute finishers only match last year mm-hmm. with Goldberg and Lesnar. That should have told you something. That's, that's, you could tell in the promos leading up to the Rumble. Mm-hmm. 
Goldberg was blowing himself up just getting to the ring. Like, he didn't have the wind to go longer. Uh-huh. But maybe that means he just shouldn't be allowed to go. Right. He does not... I, I Lesnar and Goldberg both supposedly move the needle and get ratings. I don't think it's true. No. I, don't. I think they're alienating so many fans when they do stuff like that. Goldberg's first return, absolutely. That was fun. Uh-huh. But he- every subsequent return... You've had diminishing returns. Return. Oh yeah, exactly. Because you know, here's here's my thing about that. And I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. Later. You've probably mentioned this other wrestler quite a bit, Bobby Lashley, right? And I will say this: Bobby Lashley was is way more polished than, in his prime than Bill Goldberg ever was. But you could do a lot of those things because he's a younger wrestler than Bill, obviously, right? You could do more things with him with that and have better matches. Like when I love the older guys, I love the nostalgia acts, but there comes a point in time, sit your ass down. Yeah. Right. And like and and and, and I'm and I'm and I'm not knocking them making their money. Vince offers the money, take the money. And that's the thing, it's like who am I to say no to making a no pile of money? money? Right. Yeah. So but so Vince needs to like so you know, if Vince is not is never gonna step down, God's gonna have to call him home. So any changes that I want is gonna have to be with like Guy's gonna have to be involved, and I don't know. If, you know, Vince, is, Vince has Triple H as his trainer, so he's kept off Father Time. <laughs> you know, you know, because he because he, he, he's he's damn near seventy five years old, his damn self, yeah. and he still moves around a lot better than the guys my age. So there you go. He's not going around going away anytime soon. <laughs> I mean, he managed to get Linda out of the house because, like, go be a politician, leave my ass alone. I just want to be a wrestling promoter. You want money for politics? Sure, here. Yeah, just exactly. <laughs> right. you know? So you're gonna be a Republican, right? <laughs> yeah, just make sure we get that. Get, make sure we get those tax breaks. But that, that's all I gotta say about it. Like, I, I, I love. I, I, thought, I felt the match was unnecessary. A good match would have been him and Bobby Lashley. They teased us a, a, about a year or so ago with a possible rivalry of you know Lashley didn't have a title at the time. Neither did McIntyre. But neither did McIntyre, and they teased us with it. And then I think there was a DQ or something that ended up happening where the match got thrown out. So we never really got to see what would happen to the two of them cut loose. Yeah. But they could. And he's and Bobby is the one guy that could actually. Like Brock, he's an accomplished MMA guy. He actually has a better record than Brock did. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, and fought more MMA matches. And being the fact that he's a veteran on top of that, I mean... The the trouble, I think, is Lashley has zero charisma. As soon as he's on the screen, I am tuned out. So, and you know that I I am a big fan of Apollo Crews, uh-huh. who's a similar type of guy, and he's been accused of having zero charisma, too. The difference is his moveset. He's 240 pounds, moving like Rey Mysterio. And to me, that's exciting. Lashley putting somebody in a full Nelson and shaking them around. Eh, who cares? Like, what is this, 1970? Right. Uh, The movie really would have been good for him, the torture rack. Because because he's a big, strong, powerful guy like Lex Luger was, right? But but his his is legitimate because there's that whole drill sergeant, like, he, like, other guy, other pro wrestlers in the past acted like they were badasses. No, you can believe. Leave. Like, like, no, you walked up. Like, I would have hated to see you on a battlefield somewhere. Well, yeah. and, and oh, I didn't God. get to watch. That? Oh, my God. I didn't get to watch any of Lashley's TNA run, but I read a bunch about it. The whole Dominator personality. Yeah. And it was essentially badass who shows up, 
beats the crap out of everybody. Goldberg. And leaves. Like, Bill. Barely talked. Uh-huh. Kind of similar to what they're kind of doing with Roman now. We'll get to Roman later. Yeah. Roman's not really that good on the mic anyway. I'm gonna be uh, no, he's he's okay on the mic, but he's got Heyman, so okay. Yeah, so you don't need to use him uh, while you don't need to, you know? Uh, we don't really have a rating system, and I don't, I don't know that we need one. <laughs> but, you know, I think the general opinion is... That was kind of a waste of a of a, of a match. That was a good uh, six minute match, if I say so myself. Yeah, I so, guess you know it was a way to start the show. I guess took mm-hmm. the liberty to time it to to see how long uh, Bill would go because right, it's usually like a minute and a half or something. So, but can we yeah. all agree though? This should be it for Bill. Like we're done. God, yeah. I hope so. I mean, like just because I I'm, 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 to all Bill the, Goldberg. If you're listening to this, listen, man, you were. Awesome back in the day. You were a dumb man. You were even awesome your first comeback. And I'll even give awesome credit to the fact that you took down Lesnar last year. But your debacle with Taker and everything you've done since then. Man, Father Time's undefeated. You could still kick my ass, but please don't. But hang it up, man. Show up. Sign autographs. Hang out in the ring. Talk talk a little bit maybe. But, you know, we don't need to see you wrestle anymore. I mean that that Saudi mo- that Saudi money is gonna Saudi man, and if they want you back, they're gonna line up that check real good, and yeah. and you'll be on that plane uh, to go. Uh, but but get in but, the but, hey, but do that mess in Saudi Arabia though. Don't do, do that do here. Your Saudi stuff. <laughs> stay out of stay out of WrestleMania season, please. I'm go, begging you. Go do the Super Showdown. And that being you know, said okay. though, that that let me say on top of that, Undertaker, I really have appreciated the fact that when you retired, so far you've stayed gone. Until he comes, not like that. Saudi money hasn't been offered yet. No, but 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 I do appreciate the fact that we really, outside of doing interviews on Steve Austin's show and all that, we really haven't seen him tease the possibility of going back to ring. I think his wife Michelle McCool kind of like okay, you had your surgery and replaced the other hip. Um, someone's gonna take care of your ass. It ain't gonna be me. Yeah, yeah like hey. and, and with that. If we want to review the rest of the show, we have to move on to the side notes. (laughs) So, next match was Sasha versus Carmella for the uh, SmackDown Women's title. Match probably better than it it had any right to be. Sasha is always good. Carmella, underrated. She can go in the ring. That was a good match. They used Reggie well. He He didn't really interfere. Uh-huh. Like he caught Sasha when she when Carmella threw her out of the ring, uh-huh. and then Sasha proceeded to give him the flirty eyes. I had to catch Sasha, and then slap him across <laughs> the face, and then somehow that got him kicked out. It allowed Carmella to have the righteous indignation. It allowed them to have a spot with Reggie and further that whole Sasha flirting with Reggie thing. Because I don't know if you caught it earlier in that segment or was it on SmackDown the previous night, they had a whole backstage segment with mm-hmm. Sasha and Reggie. Oh really? No, I yeah. Know. I thought that was a I thought that was a really good match. I think it was Sasha definitely should have won, kept the title. She needs to defend after that whole narrative of her not being able to defend, the fact that she's now defended what, three or four times? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's fantastic to me. Right. Like let her get over that hump. She she broke through yeah. And is holding that title. Yeah, I, I would want her to defend it successfully at WrestleMania, and then maybe at the next pay per view after WrestleMania, lose it then. Yeah, maybe. I mean, because it we, depends on on how things go here with 
you know, is Bianca going to challenge her or is she going to challenge Asuka? Ooh. Ooh. That, we'll get to that here soon because that is definitely going to be part of our analysis of the Rumble itself. Well, that's actually the next matchup in the card. And though. it just so happens that is the next matchup. So the Rumble started with Bailey and Naomi. Uh huh. Nice to see Naomi back. Welcome back. Yep. We do feel the glow on this podcast is none of those things. It was good to see her back. I'm curious to see if Jimmy comes back as well soon and they are all together as part of the head of the table. The the some the bloodline family. I think I think that could be great. I think it'd be a good stable. I think that Naomi had herself a day in the mat in the Rumble match. Yeah. And justified her being part of that stable and being dominant because of it. Yeah. So what you're saying is we might see a heel Naomi in the future. I kind of want to see a heel Naomi in the future. Yeah. Everybody has that face pop when they return. Yeah. Even if they're a heel. Well, it's a fake crowd too, but you know. Well, but even if with a real crowd. Yeah. And well, she ret- didn't she return last year at, Russell, at uh, Royal Rumble too? I think she did. Yeah. Maybe. I think she did. Yeah, she so, was good. Because, because she's, had, she's, she's had a couple of the last couple of years, she's had some type of health issue. Being like, you know, it wasn't always the same thing. It's not been the same thing. No, yeah, like, yeah. She's had, she's had an injury. Well, and with her athletic style, it's not surprising. Right. If if it's not an illness, it's going to be an injury because she flies around the ring. Right. And puts so much stress on her body. Right. So. I can relax it. Number three. <laughs> I caught that. Number three was the her. eventual winner, Bianca Belair. Yes. That woman is a star on the rise. Yeah, I I'm not gonna lie. I watched her initially in NXT. Hated her freaking guts. Uh-huh. <laughs> Just thought she was terrible. Ever since she's come up to the main roster, I am in for the EST of WWE. Uh-huh. Like she is killing it. And good honor. It's nice to see NXT call-ups actually make it. Actually. Just stone cold killing it. And it's like past the what was it like that Survivor Series where they had the 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 inner what was it like uh, they had NXT involved in involved the Survivor, Survivor Series. Series. Yeah. But like after that, you know, most of the stars that got called up from NXT didn't really not they didn't really pop. You know, yeah. The there's a whole list pop. of NXT stars that have not <laughs> not. <laughs> Gotten over on the main roster, and it's a yeah. shame. But you know, next they, up, next in was Billy Kay. Billy Kay amused the crap out of me with her whole thing. It was a smart move on her part. She would have got her ass thrown out of there in two seconds flat had yeah. she just run right into the ring. But she goes and she sits on commentary. She's passing out headshots. Like, you, you feel bad for her in a way, because like we said earlier about with the Iconics, like... They got broken up for no reason, or unless this was the plan. Uh-huh. Like, but she's kind of got a Heath Slater vibe to her right now. Kind of has that, has that desperate looking for a place in life. Yeah. Again. And unfortunately for Heath Slater, that ended with him being on Impact. Really? I thought it was AEW. <laughs> mm, he appeared there like once and then went to Impact. But yeah. now AEW and Impact are doing stuff together. So, uh, so crossover. Yeah. So Billy Kay is running around. She's giving out her headshots. She's looking for a partner. It was funny. You need somebody to be funny in the in, in the rumble. Who came out at number five? That's a tank lady. Shotzi Blackheart. I didn't feel her at all. 
Sonar second appearance in the Rumble did game. nothing for yeah. me. So yeah, I I haven't. We've we've talked about this before. I I've kind of stopped watching NXT. So I don't really have much familiarity with her. I did like the tank entrance. Yeah, that was innovative. Like a little go kart tank that was fun. Shot the little uh, air cannon at Billy Kay. Right, it was a good time. You know, she was and she wasn't really a factor. Um, Next up was Shayna Baszler. Shayna Baszler, badass. You could definitely have seen her winning from number six. She came in and she did well. Then Tony Storm came in, another one that I haven't seen much of. Oh, Jesus Christ, I could see her all day. Well, was, yeah, right. Like, <laughs> what was the one that? What, what was the woman that she's like has a really good run at NXT right now? She had short hair. She has short hair. Rhea Ripley. We're getting to it. Okay, because <laughs> she stole the show. I ain't gonna lie, I mean, that's two rumbles in a row. Two rumbles in a row. Like I said, like, I didn't know who she was. I missed. I, I don't remember her at all last year, and we were there. Yeah. Okay, but but you should t- remember her from after because she she was the one that Charlotte faced at Mania. I completely just like true black is girl completely blank. Well, you are a man of a certain age. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> but the problem, but the, the, the thing is this: she stuck with it, and this year. She made an um, impact, like all the way to the like, I was, and I was glad. Well, I know you're gonna go through the list. I'm not gonna mess it up. But I'm just saying, she stole the show. Absolutely, Tony Storm did well. I thought she did real well. She showed out. Yeah, good, good. Is that her first performance or her second? I don't know. Was that Tito Santana's daughter that, that came into the... I believe so. Okay. Um, so, at number eight, our first real surprise, our first returning legend of the night, if you don't count Goldberg, oh, Jillian Hall. Oh, dear God. I loved me some Jillian Hall back in the day. It wasn't for a wrestling prowess, let's be real. She was okay in the Rumble. She f- did agree to team up with Billy Kay, and mm-hmm. so... You all of a sudden got two more entrants in the Rumble. <laughs> I mean, you weren't expecting her to win it either, but you, no. know, you, you knew she was just going to be in there for uh, the comedic pop, as she said. Yeah. When she sings her entrance music oh, terribly. Oh, my goodness. So cute. And then, let's see, Ruby Riot came next. Billy Kay and Ruby Riot have been working together, but they, I guess they kind of adopted Billy Kay into the Riot Squad. Yeah. Um, which is just silly, but again, it plays that whole desperation angle. They need to bring that Morgan girl back. That's what they need to do. Liv Morgan? She's back. No, she's, she's also part of the, You're thinking about um, Sarah... Yeah, the Viking one. Yeah. Oh, she got released. Yes, she did. Yeah, I know. They need to, I'm saying they need to bring her back. Logan. Oh, Sarah Logan. Sarah Logan. I don't, yeah. think she, I don't think she got... I never thought she got a fair shake. No, absolutely not. She... I think she could have done a lot of work, you know, put, instead of with the Riot Squad, with her husband. He's one of the Viking Raiders. Oh. Hence the Viking-themed wedding and such. Oh. Yeah. So... Where, what happened to them? They might be injured. I think one or both of them are injured, and that's oh, why they've so been out for a while. Yeah, can't continue the storyline, which is one person. But, um, then we had Peyton Royce. I Billy like- Kay's... Old tag team partner. I was like, it was iconic. (laughs) It was amazing. Peyton Royce is eye popping. Peyton Royce is eye popping. She's also the better wrestler of the two of them. Yeah, but let's face it, though, I don't watch her for the her 
for the wrestling. No, I don't. Okay, so as Elliot brings that in, and I've already made my own comments in that vein, I will say this. Why in the hell did they bring the king back to commentary team on the women's? for the women's rumble? Oh, because that's, that's his uh, mojo. Come that's on. his key. Like, are they, are they just trying we're to trigger? Back, we're putting back women's wrestling a couple of years, but the king, he <laughs> keeps it in the era. All right? It's, in the Attitude Era. Yeah. Like, That's it's, the era. It's, it's amazing he didn't say the word puppies. I wanted a... <laughs> like, <laughs> especially when Tori Wilson hit the ring. You yes. know that. That was just going to happen. So That's what I was expecting. The puppies! <laughs> so, okay. So, after Peyton Royce, we got Victoria. Another legendary return. Yeah. Another legendary return. She could have stayed home. Yeah, she did not fit. One of these things did not belong. I was I was not impressed with with Victoria. Well, I mean, you know, she, she already had her older. TNA run, so you know, you got to bring her back one more time. Yeah, is, is, isn't she like sixty now? Uh, <laughs> still makes Vince pop, I guess. You know. <laughs> No, no, Santana, that'd be the Viagra. You were talking about Santana Garrett earlier. She came in number 12. And then Liv Morgan, the other member of the Riot Squad. Liv Morgan went away for a while, came back with a whole different persona, and then went right back to being her own Riot persona. Squad. Mm-hmm. And it seems like she didn't go the whole way back to her old, old persona. Because hmm. she's not like the bubbly ditz that she was before. She's like a little dark. She's a little more serious and intense. I like it. I I like Liv Morgan. I think she's another one of those underrated wrestlers. Like, she can go a little bit. She's not Sasha, but that's what makes Sasha special. Billy Kay and the Riot Squad eliminated Jillian, but then Riot and Morgan took out Billy Kay too. So now Billy Kay is going to be back on the search for somewhere to belong. She just, just doesn't have any friends. Some forces Poor just aren't girl. meant to stay in the stable, you know? You gotta kick them out. You Your gotta... girl, Rhea Ripley, entered at number 14 and just came out and started kicking ass. One thing I did like this year in the Rumble mm-hmm. is, for the most part, when somebody came out... That big 4K uh, camera on the entrance? No, the fact that they came out and they immediately came in and started kicking the crap oh. out of people. <laughs> it emphasized kind of the, the fresh players in... Yeah. And they have this burst of just ass kicking. And then everybody kind of slows down. Like, you forget that the first three women are still in. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, there had only been, what, two eliminations to this point? Yeah, like, just, that uh, ring was full. Shanti and the, one of the. Oh, and Jillian. And, and Billy Kay. Yeah, so I would, you know, be easy to so, so, the calorie count. How many calories were burned right? by those in a. Charlotte comes out at 15. Uh huh. Okay, so Baszler took out Victoria, Ripley took out Garrett, and then Charlotte comes out at 15. Now, we know that Charlotte and Rhea Ripley, they are not on good terms. You expected fireworks. Um, We had a couple more eliminations, then Dana Brooke comes out. Dana Brooke, man, again, I think another underrated. She is athletic as all get out. If they would just give her a chance, they they called her up too early a couple years ago. She hadn't really, she was just starting to gain some momentum in NXT, and they called her up, and they only called her up to put her in that whole, like... Good Brothers. The, that promo with the nuts or whatever? No, were... no, it was before that. She had that run as Charlotte's assistant. Oh, really? Yeah. Yes. Where Charlotte abused the crap out of her. It was bad. 
She was supposed to be Charlotte's not assistant protege. No. Oh, I think I remember that. And then she became like the raw statistician or whatever, yeah. and then did that whole thing with the Good Brothers. And I give I give her credit. She has kind of been shit on by the system, and she just keeps going out there and doing it. She's kind of like the female Zack Ryder yeah. in that respect. Underrated, can go in the ring, and just takes whatever WWE throws at her. You know, it's not all good, but I think she's done a good job with a lot of the stuff she's done. Was, Dana uh, Brooke, Ric Flair came out first. Again, they're working that, that stupid story, which I will say this. This whole Ric Flair taking Lacey Evans under his wing, supposedly, and messing with Charlotte... Get out of here with that. that. Rick, stay <laughs> home. Lacey Evans, again, another one who can go. She's a great heel because she, she's just so freaking annoying. I don't think she needs the Ric Flair rub, she though, to get over. No. Like, last she year, last year she, was, she was doing pretty good. She, and she was, was like playing this whole card like, I'm a well-respected Southern mother or something exactly. like that. And now it's like, you know, they're playing this like, hey, you want to, you know, go to Magic Mountain with uh, Ric Flair? And it's like... Was like, Ric Flair probably got with your mom. Right? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, so I'm like... As old as Ric Flair's ass is, it might have been her grandma. Exactly. Because Lacey Evans is like, what, 22? Uh, no, she's, she's a mother. older than that. She's got a <laughs> child that's like 11, so... But... And she's a veteran. She was a former Marine. Uh-huh. And she comes out there, and she, she comes out, and she's jacked. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, her and Rhea Ripley are both just like, Jack, it's like I'd like to see them fight. Yeah, I mean, like Dana Brooke is probably a little bigger, but still. But Dana Brooke's so short. Yes, well, so she's she's got that Daniel Bryan effect. You're saying. Kind of, yeah. So you know, it's tough. it is. So, of course, Charlotte chases Lacey Evans, thusly making Charlotte a non-factor in the Rumble, at least for this point. Yeah. Uh, Oh, I forgot about Tori Wilson, by the way. Tori Wilson. I don't know how I forgot about her, because that was memorable. Come back any time for the Rumble. Yeah, she can come back every year for the Rumble. Holy cow. <laughs> and she was doing well, too. Like, we kind of sell short that era of yeah. women's wrestling, but some of those ladies could go. Yes. There was still a lot of acrobatic stuff going on and some good wrestling. Let's face it. The problem was how it was presented. Right. And they were given five minutes to do a evening gown match. <laughs> yeah. In the meantime, if you'd have given them ten minutes just for a regular match, they oh, could have put on a here. clinic. Yeah. Mickey James shows up at nineteen. Mickey James looked good. She could go. Mm-hmm. Nice to see her. I mean, she's barely out. Right. Yeah. Like there was no like retirement or anything. She just like stopped being on TV all of a sudden what? and so- showed up on, at Legends Night. So is she like on like probably one on one of those legends contracts? Which is I believe like she is now. For a couple of times yeah. before the year. But you know the blame. You know who gets the blame for that? Brock Lesnar. No. <laughs> no. Remember, remember the King years ago. He wrestled his last match. After the match, he went back to commentating that night and ended up having a heart attack during oh. the show. Oh. Since that time, Vince. Yeah, since he wrestled that- Ziggler. Yeah. I remember him having the heart attack. I forgot he faced Sigler that. And so since that time, prior to that point, the older guys were wrestling as long as the, the those that could. They could get there and wrestle 20, 30 minutes like the younger guys were doing, right? That's what they were doing. 
when King had that happen to him, Vince like put a style like, nah, you can <laughs> let that. And, and, You're not going to have a legend fall out in the ring. And, and, and frankly, that might be the reason why the Goldberg uh, McIntyre match was garbage because like, no, 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 no. You go, how old are you? 60? No, 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 you're no, no. two minutes. You guys, like, like, no, you know, we're not. Because you're not going to have, the last thing I need is you, some of y'all having a heart attack during a WrestleMania and now we're talking about you having a heart attack at WrestleMania instead of WrestleMania. Right? <laughs> not that I, mean, I don't care about your well-being. And but think about it, like Goldberg, after the match, he promos, you see Goldberg doing those promos against McIntyre, and we somehow got back to this. He's got sweat pouring down his face. And right. it's like, you're in an empty arena. Like, it should be cool. fairly yeah. cool in there. I mean, they do have lights, but I mean, come on. They're, they're LEDs now. It's not like back in the day when it was the super hot halogen lamps. Oh, and then, so, because, yeah, then, oh, my God, stage lights? Yeah. It's like... It's like being on the surface of the sun. Jesus. But then, but then, you, but here's the thing, though. But, but after after that hey, match, let's move on with women's rumble. Let me say this: but after that, <laughs> after that match, remember after that, after that match, he, he he makes it about like what five ten foot outside of the ring and has to kneel down and catch his breath. The next entrant, Alicia Fox. Oh, okay. I love me some Alicia Fox. Another underrated. She could no. go too, but she was chock full of crazy. She was good for like she was no no she was she was she was as entertaining as a rock as the rock as a I rock. feel like that's a little much but I thought as she was a, pretty good a rock. <laughs> the rock not the rock just a rock like the pebbles you got in your driveway so anyway she comes in and after she comes in our truth comes out of course he's followed by a bunch of people who had nothing better to do that night except chase our truth around for the twenty four seven title. The most worthless title. I don't mind these spots, but in the middle of the women's rumble, I feel like it was disrespectful as all hell. It was. The only good thing that came out of it, Alicia Fox was eliminated from the rumble and immediately rolls up R-Truth and gets the 24-7 title, Uh which she holds for two and a half minutes before R-Truth proceeds to roll her up, take the title back, and run off. And it just allowed her to, it allowed them to sell the crazy Alicia Fox thing. But let's face it though, the the real title that was won was the fact that he rolled up Alicia Fox. <laughs> we weren't thinking about it. I mean, who didn't, who wouldn't, who didn't want to be him at the moment? Like, let me, <laughs> just, just, yeah. Just over. <laughs> the, the clock rewinding continues. <laughs> hey, look. So, Mandy Rose is next, God's greatest creation, and... You know, again, I have to agree with Graves on that. You know, it's a shame she wasn't accompanied by Otis. Otis, man. Like, it's such a shame they just kind of dropped that Otis Well, when they for no separated reason. her. Well, but I mean. It was, it was like it was spiteful. It really felt like that when they, when they separated those two. And then broke up heavy machinery. Well, what happened to Tucky? A whole lot fired. of nothing. Did he get fired or not yet? No. He's just he's just solo. He's now? sitting back in catering on Raw. Maybe him and Billy Kay can uh, make a yeah. There we team. go. There we go. There we go. Put me in the fucking committee, man. Come on. And it's good shit. B and T, B and T catering. <laughs> Billy and Tucky catering. So, it's iconic. There you go. <laughs> Dakota Kai came in and she's had some stuff with Ripley in in NXT. Yeah, believe it or um, not, love me some Team Kick. Team Kick. Team Kick. 
Carmella came out at 24. Oh, we completely missed Nikki Cross coming in. Mm. Nikki Cross, Cross again. We didn't miss her. I didn't. Maybe you didn't. <laughs> Nikki, I like the Twisted Sister. I feel like I like every wrestler, though. I keep saying, yeah. like, I keep singing the praises of everybody. Yeah, you, 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 you that, you that guy. That's my pick. Until, my pick. Right. until this one. Tamina, stay back in catering. I mean, like her body keeps on failing her. She's like good for like a couple months, and then, but then, then, like she's a walking mash unit. Like it's either the knee or it's the ankle or it's the back or it's the arm. It's see, I think the unfortunate thing about Tamina is when she came in, she was like right at the end of the old divas age, and like. Right before the beginning of the Divas uh, Evolution, quote unquote, you know, uh-huh. or whatever. Uh, yeah. so I don't know if like, we can say that without getting well, trademarked. Well, <laughs> so what? Uh, I mean, what I'm trying to say is, you know, maybe she just kind of caught the the bad in this. I mean, she comes from wrestling royalty or right. Jimmy Snuka, but um, it's just I mean, kind of unfortunate middle middle ground right there. Because remember that that whole uh, run that she had with Santina Morella. Yes, when she started, when she started, like you know, I mean, she really could go with the ring. I totally forgot last year. Santina Morella made an appearance. That's and, right. Wow, that was a, a pretty good a uh, twenty twenty rumble too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so Tamina, that's right. Carmella had been thrown out. Reggie caught her. Yes, uh-huh. and Tamina came in and super kicked Reggie right in the chin. I think she was aiming for Carmella. Uh-huh. And Reggie took it, and then Carmella gets dropped. But you pick her up, though. Well, yeah, but Graves was there, so, you know. Is that his girlfriend? Yes. Wouldn't go over his too. Yeah, that's Graves' girlfriend that wouldn't go over so sweetly, but, uh... Lana came out. Lana, the return of the Ravishing Russian at number 26 in the Rumble. Low-key, I was kind of not hoping she would have won, but whenever uh, she got those uh, two eliminations under her belt, I was like, you know what? Maybe this could be a good Are they going to do it? Yeah. Yeah. Lana, she she is such a tryhard. She hasn't given up. She has not given up. She gets after it, and she does okay, I think. I wonder how much longer she's going to go until she joins her husband back over at AEW or somewhere. They might actually give her something to do. In WWE or in AEW? In AEW. That so, means, let's guess, see. Because then, um, who's, who's, who's that girl that was the announcer that Charlie Charlie took over from? Oh, um... That was Dean Ambrose's wife? Renee Young? Renee yeah, because Renee's... She's still doing WWE stuff. She did a episode of uh, Backstage on FS1 Saturday ahead of the Rumble. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? Oh. Yeah, so should essentially... He have, should he have the baby? What's that? Should he have the baby or not yet? Not yet. Okay, they just announced it. Okay. Becky Lynch had her baby. Okay. No, I know. JoJo had a baby. JoJo had a baby? That was like two years ago. I know he, your, your he, JoJo obsession... He didn't know that JoJo had a baby. I, okay, first of all, I did Table not know. it. You don't even first remember of all, JoJo congratulations is. to Bray Wyatt, if I say so myself. Yeah, right? Well done. Yeah. He said know. he did. I didn't know who JoJo was. <laughs> yeah. I didn't do, do I not know that uh, <laughs> Bray Wyatt, you know, no. and, and Corey Grace both left their incredible families to, uh, you know, pursue other endeavors? No, I said you didn't know that she was pregnant. That's all I didn't know she was The future. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure if we. Like, if you're a man watching WWE, you know who JoJo is. Yeah. Like, you know. Good announcer. Good announcer. Yeah. So, anyway. So yeah, that's the reason why we watch. It's because yes. of her announcing skills. Ring announcer. The young Miss the Offerman. Her dad was an awesome baseball player. Wow. I have his Jose baseball. Offerman. I have his baseball card. 
Damn it, well, I probably do too in my parents' closet yeah. in Pennsylvania. So then we had Alexa Bliss come in with the Alexa's Playground version. I find Alexa doing this whole transformation thing interesting. They were gonna put her into fiend mode and she got eliminated before by Ripley. It could it could happen. And that was the single smartest move by every competitor. You could see it. I actually have the lights started to go down. Like the first like boosh, yeah. break went and every woman in that ring like, turned oh, no. turned toward Alexa Bliss, rushed her and threw her out. And I was like, that's well done. That's quality storytelling because it continues the whole idea that the fiend type personas are supernatural superhumans who you do not want to be in the ring with. And what they're doing, I mean, the goddess Alexa Bliss, which I thought that was a good move the previous Monday or before that, uh, where she went back to like her completely old, normal so Alexa Bliss. Uh, I was like, that's well done. You know, now they are taking advantage with all this Fiend and Alexa stuff of the fact that they can edit shows. Right. Yes. And I, I'm for it. I am I am for it. I think that... Because you couldn't do that if it was live. No, if it was live, you can't get away with that. Or it has to be a little bit different. And it's, you know, it's not it's not the same. Well, I mean, like, you would probably have to turn off the lights, let her go under the ring, change or whatever. Right. Come back out, come back up the ring, and then turn the lights yeah. on. And that transition wasn't so hard because she could have, she probably had that goddess outfit on underneath the the playground. Then I want to say she went back into like the dark playground what? version, uh-huh. the the quote unquote Alexa fiend version. Uh-huh. You can't put clothes back on that quickly. <laughs> Ember Moon return. Ember Moon with the return. I love me some Ember Moon. I love the eclipse. That is a quality finisher. Uh-huh. A floating stunner. Like. It's essentially you're taking a twisting moonsault and turning it into a stunner. I support this, but it's also why she is always injured too. Yeah, she's she's got the Daniel Bryan bug of she's a little bit smaller. She flies around the ring and she gets hurt a lot. Uh-huh. Nia Jax at twenty nine. Nia Jax needs to win one of these one of these years, but it's just like the big show and Braun, Braun Strowman. It's too well obvious that they win, it, I guess. I yeah. guess, and and they just want to do the emphasized big spot of Getting five or six wrestlers the getting that <laughs> getting the largest competitor out. Like, I get it. Like it's, Nia Jax is going to always be a life, contender. Brian, if, you, if you're the biggest dog in the fight, all the other dogs are going to be like, hey, gonna be let's go you. take out this uh, big dog and then so, we'll fight for the scraps. But you know what the odd thing is, is that I'm surprised that WWE has so stuck with that over the last few years. Because, like I said, bringing back you know, Guy vs. Soul, China, they did not, that was not what they did. Hmm. They just like, you know, if she she was the biggest and strongest that there was, and then just like, no... Like you and I were talking on, on the phone a couple of days ago. The reality is, like Ray, Ray Mysterio sees Big Show, trying to run up on Big Show. The reality is that's not going to go well for Ray. China walking down the street, you know, a woman, the average woman running up on her. Even if a lot of these, what's these women wrestlers not named Nia Jax running up on, on China in her prime? Nah, hell, I'm not happen. running up on China in her prime. <laughs> right, so I'm just <laughs> kick my ass. So, 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 but the WWE actually. 
back in those days owned that storyline for that. Like, no, let's make this a little bit realistic. Like, no, you're Alexa Bliss. You don't have a chance against. So, I mean, they need to switch it up. So then they did something that I thought was terrible. The outfit on Natalia was horrible. <laughs> that's the f- that's the second terrible the thing they did. Snitch. So is that what it was? I don't know. <laughs> I have not been paying attention to I mean, Natalia to know why she would do that change. But from purple to, to, to so gold like that the just, backstage she's so pale. As the it backstage is. episode on Saturday oh, they like, announced oh, they announced the first two that were going to be entering the men's, and they announced the number thirty entrant. To the women's rumble, so yeah. we all we knew it was going to be Natalia the whole time. Uh-huh. First know. off, beyond the first two, I don't want to know. Right, I did not like that. Just in principle, it takes away from some of the fun. Like unless it's a match, you know, it's like if this if the winner of this match will be the thirtieth, and the loser would be number one. Right, <laughs> but they didn't do any of that. Yeah, it was just like a, here it is. But then and it, and then it's Natalia, and <sighs> Natalia got a raw deal. She was another one of those transitions from the Divas era to the, to the Evolution era. Yeah. She's really good. Uh-huh. But they saddle her with terrible gimmicks. Right. Like, just let her go out and be a badass wrestler. So now she has zero credibility because she loses all the time. Right. Whines a lot. And uh-huh. then this whole boat thing. Boat? Yes, so you know all this thing about talking, calling people the goat. Uh-huh. Well, she oh. calls herself the boat, the best of all time. For and I want to say it stems out of Survivor Series oh. when she was trying to be the captain of her team, uh-huh. and she was like, "The boat should be the captain, boat, best of all time." And it's just eh, it doesn't no. really stick. I mean, I don't, I don't. Hate it, but they've just been proving she's not so much that I don't care. We finally get down to it. We get down to let's see, what was our last four? Oh, the last four: Natalia, Bianca, uh, Flair, and Ripley. Solid final four. Lana top five. I'll say yeah. She <coughs> right? was my pick. She was my pick. Once she got uh, Nia Jackson Blazer out of there, I was like, my pick's in it to win it. Right? Here we go. I knew, I knew for certain that Charlotte and Rhea would take each other out, and Belair actually got Ripley with Charlotte. Ripley versus Belair was solid. Uh-huh. That was absolutely solid stuff. I want to see that later on down the line. I would have liked to have seen Ripley win that match. The only, the only bad thing about the that ending was there was a, uh, for my taste, there was too many Shawn Michaels like. Almost eliminations where, like, you're swinging your feet off the bottom rope or whatever, and it's like, you know, there could be some doubt right there that maybe her feet did touch the ground. But, you know, it's just like, one too many times into the well, you're going to dip into the water. Now, I did like that um, that save that um, Naomi and Belair did. That was epic. Yes. Where Naomi pulled herself up with Belair's <laughs> braid, and then they, they're, like, fighting with each other, laying on the apron, and they, they have this moment where they realize... We need to save each Wait other. Wait a minute, hold up. We got to coordinate here. Yeah. That was a very <laughs> I thought that was moment. good. Bel Air, great winner, though. Ripley coming in second. That's two years in a row, isn't it? Yes, Charlotte won last year. Yeah. Charlotte won last year. Was it Ripley that was second, though? Yeah. No, I don't think she was a factor. Yeah, I think she was in the match. I don't remember. 
She was in it, but I don't remember her coming down to her and and, and Charlotte. And Charlotte like that? Yeah. Women's Rumble, fantastic. I like it better than the men's. Huh? I liked it better than the men's, actually. I it's, it's just being real honest. I kind of agree. Because, because the way that they, they had it where two of the, let's put it, the three most athletic women in the division are Charlotte, Naomi, and Bianca Belair. But two of the three were right there at the very beginning. It was Charlotte yeah. came later. But so the fact that they were able to pair off, pair them off to go against each other, that was gold. Because there's stuff that they can do, nobody else can do. I mean, so Charlotte, the reason why I like her, and this is me, because this goes that Charlotte actually, she's a tall woman. And, you know, and a tall woman being able to do stuff like the smaller women do, that's what, that's, that's what makes her entertaining to me. I love she's technical and, Extremely and high flying, you know, yeah, yeah. that combo. It's a good combo that she has going for her. Right. Absolutely. Hey, everybody, Brian here. Thanks for listening to part one of our Royal Rumble review. Part two will be coming out within the next day or two. We're not going to review every uh, show, I don't think, but definitely the big four. And the Royal Rumble was a little bit on the special side because it's such a an expansive show. You have 60-plus wrestlers, and that's just two of the matches. So moving forward, we'll probably do the reviews a little bit differently. Make sure that you uh, subscribe to us on Anchor, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, or Spotify, or wherever you listen to us. Like us on Facebook. We're putting out some stuff on there. Some of it's just random memes and that, but we are also putting out Elliot Eats, a little series where he uh, makes a video when he goes out to eat at these restaurants that we talk about. We didn't get to record the food review for the, that we talked about in the uh, beginning. But we will get back to that. I'd like to thank Alan Gonzalez for joining us on this episode. Hopefully we'll see him again on the podcast, especially for our wrestling reviews. And make sure you follow us on Twitter at this underscore those. We'll see you next time for Royal Rumble Part 2. And then we'll move on from wrestling for a little bit until probably Mania. Thanks a lot. We'll see you next time.